Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it is your boy, Dave Neal. This is a quick intro. We have a, another fun episode today. Uh, I chat with, as always, Tasha Courtney and also our friend Nathan Lowe. Nathan and I met on a stand-up show, I guess it was about a month ago during quarantine, or I guess it wasn't when we were actively quarantining. They started opening up stand-up to outdoor shows and... Um, we did a show together, very funny man. About two weeks later, the show ended up getting shut down. So you can't have nice things in a pandemic. So what can you do? We've been socially distancing. If you haven't been uh, keeping up with our podcast, the last two months or so, we've been socially distancing, doing doing podcasting on the roof of our apartment in East Hollywood, California. Uh, what we've been doing is setting up the microphone um, a good uh, eight to, about eight to 10 feet apart from each other so uh, we don't have to swap any spit. I got uh, these nice mic foam covers. Big shout out to Ben Guys for uh, donating on Venmo the cost of the mic foam covers. Uh, I like to lice all the microphones before our guests get to use them. We're doing the best we can, folks, and I think everyone is. I think that's the best we can say about 2020. 2020, dot, 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 we're doing the best that we can. And I think that's important to remember to set the bar just about where it belongs, not too high off the crowd, because that's all we can do. You know, we spent a couple months with just Tasha and myself podcasting, but when you live in a studio partner, a uh, studio partner, when you have a studio partner in a, you know, when you live in a studio with your partner, uh, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing we always used to look forward to is inviting guests over to talk about their relationships, their dating lives, whatever personal info we can have. But after two months of social distance podcasting by ourselves, you know, we decided to open things up, get innovative. That's what you got to do during a pandemic is get a little bit of innovation inside of you and find a way to make things work. You know, life always finds a way, right folks? So we, uh, we, uh, we ran the mic, you know, we ran the electrical cord out the window from the kitchen up a flight of stairs and onto the roof. And that's where we've been podcasting. I think you're going to like what we've been up to if you haven't been checking it out in a while. Uh, there's something that, you know, we're getting, we're getting some love, some YouTube comments. I think people are really enjoying the vibe. And if you are listening, if you're a loyal listener, we appreciate you. But if you do want to check out the YouTube, I usually post a YouTube uh, video of the podcast a day after I post the um, audio, only because it takes a lot of work. And I'm actually recording this intro from Michigan. It's my first uh, weekend ever in Michigan, which is a very beautiful part of the great United States of America. Uh, Tasha and I are celebrating some of our best friends getting married in a socially distant, very small, intimate ceremony on a lake, the most Michigan way possible. And we drove here after visiting Tasha's family, and we'll be driving to Rhode Island to see my family. Let me tell you something. You guys have been st sticking around. You know it's been tough for us uh, being away from our families for so long, kind of just been isolated. Uh, you know, just like you guys, we've kind of had a hard time readjusting to our friend group, how to just keep that positive energy when you don't get those face-to-face -face love, that love that we all seek. So we've been trying our best, but it's so exciting to get home, get some home cooking, and uh, hopefully we help provide you with some home cooking just by having this conversation. Leave us an email if you can. Let us know how you guys are doing. We'd love to know uh, what's working for you, what you've learned. Uh, how has 2020 been a growing uh, place for you and what have you learned sex actually podcast at gmail.com so let us know sex actually podcast at gmail.com and if you want extra content we just released a new patreon episode where tasha and i were in the rental car ford fiesta that's right folks we're partying yo soy fiesta 
and uh, we, uh, we, we, we got our lav microphones, we hooked them up, and we had a great conversation. We talked about uh, different ways to make, you know, to innovate, basically, different ways to innovate, to find our dreams, to do what we can, to live a life of authenticity, loving what we do, and kind of setting our mind and our creative dreams to the highest level possible and not always worrying about the route we need to take to get there. And I think one thing 2020 might show us all is that we life is short and why not pursue things that we love? Why not shoot for the stars? Why not live out our wildest dreams? Because if this hasn't been the chance to start the blog or get into photography or do something new, I, I know we're still, well, there's a lot of restrictions out there. If, you're, if your goal in life was to become a chef and open up the coolest basement restaurant, it ain't happening for you, not yet. Got to get Fauci on that vaccine first. But the point is, is that let's, let's find a place of attack to figure out our dreams, to figure out what that is. And that's what we've been doing. We've been innovating. We've been trying new things. We've been trying not to go crazy, but we've really enjoyed growing the Patreon and all of your support out there. Uh, so if anyone wants to listen to that episode, super personal stuff. We had a really, these, these car cast episodes that we do on the Patreon are some of my favorites because once we get going, we don't shut up. I mean, we re- really do have a good time. The audio comes out great. It's really fun. So you go to patreon.com slash the sap. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. And that's where you can go to listen to all of our, I mean, at this point, we probably have 70 or 80 um, episodes that all come with your membership. And you can listen to uh, private conversations, a little bit more of an intimate vibe. And, and of course, it helps us out because it's, a, it's, it's our only way of ge- uh, generating revenue for the podcast. We don't do any advertising right now. And that's the way we generate some revenue, buy some new gear, and keep this shit going. We appreciate everyone out there from our $5, $8, $12, and $50 Patreon members. You guys are all rock stars. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being so supportive. We talk about you guys all the time. Whenever Tasha and I get a comment on the Instagram or someone writes in, it is just so great to share that love. And we appreciate you guys so much. I really, really mean it. I don't know if you understand how important it has been for us to hear from you all. And I know that I know somebody right now is listening going, well, he's speaking about somebody else. I'm speaking about you, Jeremy or Rebecca. I'm speaking about you. I, I love hearing from new people. Let me know where you listen from, even if you have nothing to say. Age, sex, location, ASL, my man. Let me know what's up. I love to just triangulate where those listeners are. We see the downloads. We know you're out there, but let me know. And uh, we appreciate your support so, so much. This episode, you're going to love. This was a great episode. Tasha and myself, we got to interview Nate, like I said. Went to University of Mississippi. He uh, just moved to Los Angeles from San Francisco. We have a great kind of bro chat. This is the type of guy you want hanging out on your pontoon boat. And honestly, coming from me, coming from me I don't think you need a better intro. Here's a guy you want to hang out with on your pontoon boat. Enjoy our chat with Nathan Lowe. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the SAP. That's a live helicopter right on time. We are here on the roof during the Sunset Series of the Sex Actually podcast. That's always it's your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Cordy and our new friend Nathan Lowe. What's up, my man? Hey, hi, hello. What's up, guys? I'm Nate doing well. Nate 
dog. Oh, <laughs> you went right for it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I know you said before we went on air how annoying that is, but what is it about Nate and Dog that puts people together? There right was away? that song a while ago that did his thing with Eminem. I didn't really follow his career because it was annoying immediately for me. Well, Nate's a good rap or name because it's it's quick, you know. It's yeah. Nate, and it's 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 a I hard. I like a good one syllable thing. But if I were ever gonna kind of dip my toe into the rap world, I think I'd just want to be like a sound effect guy, like J- just the hype guy in the back. I do good rap sounds. I can't rap, but I can do like like I can do all that stuff. Hype guy doesn't yeah. get enough credit. It's a great thing. That's like the that's like the mechanic that everyone needs. Like the hype guy, you need the hype guy. No one wants to be the hype guy. You're generating the fun. Yeah. You know, because the rapper already, there's already a voice on the track. Even at the concerts, there's a voice on the track. The only thing that's really improvised is that guy. He's the real Michelangelo. I used to do a, um, a mic in New York, uh, and there was a guy named, and it, so it was music and comedy, oh, which actually for a mic isn't a bad idea because yeah. you get you get the sympathy of like poets, like poets will show up and they'll feel bad if no one's laughing. So they'll start <laughs> like <laughs> laughing and like snapping their fingers, which is Aww, nice. it's his art. Look and, at him trying. Uh, whereas when it's just <laughs> comics, we're like, okay, loser, move on, you know. But um, there was this guy, one of my first sets I had to do there, there was this guy named DJ Flames with a Z. Nice. None of that soft DJ Flame shit, DJ Flames. And he had a hype man, and he brought a hype man to the open mics. It's so good. Have I ever told you this, Tasha? There aren't many. You don't even have the mic out. You're just hanging out. <laughs> Tasha's already mailing in. Do you have an edible today? No. You got edible energy. <laughs> I, I feel the edible energy, actually. So, yeah, DJ <laughs> DJ Flame was, uh, he had his hype man, and he was, like, plugged into the sound set, like, DJ Flame, flame. Like, Were there yeah. Vizavellas? The, the whole thing. thing. The, you thought the alarms were going off. People didn't know oh. what was going on. Some chick just did poetry about her dead dog. Did DJ Flames, has a, was his hype man, did he also have a moniker? Um, you know what? That's he, he should have been like Spark, right? Like Flintstone. Yeah. Like that's what gets the flames going. Boom! There you go. And then yeah, I don't know, but dude, DJ Flame, he brought the heat, man. That's a he good did. friend too. To like the hype man for your buddy's open mic. You're yeah. Just like yeah, you know what? I could do some gun sounds today. Comics don't have the loyalty that I see in the rap game, and oh, I don't know much not. about rap probably less than Tasha. You know, I don't know anything about rap, but you do see that like the loyalty to like their like you make it we all make and maybe that's kind of a bad financial yeah. thing. I think comedy things it's more like the more, you know, friends you have, the more likely someone's going to call you to get their car out of impound. Yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> not you know, there's no financial yeah, there's no come up. There's like you get up and then somebody's like, "Hey man, it's been a rough month. But that's the that's what the thing is where like with with comedy you build trust in in like empathy with the audience by talking about your struggles. Yeah. Where with rap you you flaunt what you have before you even have it. These oh, guys, yeah. DJ Flames doesn't have money. Dude, there's some there's some pretty serious like nowadays the mumble rap. I'm trying to get into it, I learned what a vibe was the other day. It's very impressive stuff. What's a vibe? I, I don't know. I was for a while in San Francisco. I was just asking younger kids i was just holding stuff up like a sandwich i'm like is this a vibe do we get it do we a nail vibe it? is a vibe, a vibe like can a, literally be anything yeah That's i'm a vibe several years past like a knowing like i'm still not on the like i fucks with it which i think is four years old at this point no one oh, says man. that anymore. i don't think exactly. anyone fucks with that no one fucks with <laughs> fucking with it but there's um like uh even i don't know if this is west coast or what but what's the they would say you know, there's just like different, there's words that I, I grammatically don't know what they mean, but cool kids say them. And I guess when, when you're at my age, you just start slowly. Like when you, when, whenever you look at old people, like, you know, when you're a kid, you realize how do they get there? Well, it's one word at a time until eventually, yeah. like, you know what? I can't get into any of it anymore. I'm sticking to nineties Hanson. Well, I'm like, I'm, I'm 27. 
Oh, you're, uh, you're I, fucking I, young. No, but still, like today, I got a Facebook message from somebody that I met in college, and I realized that was almost ten years ago. And I'm like, all right, I don't get to say vibe. Yeah, probably that's the cutoff, right? Unless you're going to a Smash Mouth concert, no vibing. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, you're 27. You're I'm tw- I'm 35. You're two full high schools younger than me. What's up, dude? Like if we if I if I if I was a senior in high school, you'd be. Uh, fifth grade. Yeah, but I was hanging out with seniors when I was in the fifth grade. I was a cool kid. Yeah, I'd be I'd be <laughs> drinking with you. I'd be we I'd, I'd fucks with you. I fucks <laughs> with it. With and then Tasha's somewhere in the middle of her age. We're not allowed to say um, Tasha's age, but she's somewhere between us. Oh, bros. you just have like an acting range. Yeah, totally. Tasha is between eighteen and twenty-three. You know, I I yesterday or the day before went through my profiles and deleted all of the skills that oh. I had put in that I obviously can't do. It was like, I finally got old enough where I'm like, I'm not going to try any of this shit. Yeah, that's going to hurt the joints. What, what, <laughs> uh, what, what kind of skills? Like Excel? Like BMX. <laughs> no, man. I don't know. B- I, did you, when did you BMX? Never. Listen, but you I was put like, it in I can ride a bike. Listen, you put, no. here's the deal. You put, put the, some pegs on it. I'm an artist. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You put the skill in and you figure it out. Tasha Tasha said she's good at hurdling. I shit you not. We. <laughs> I had to submit a videotape audition doing hurdles. So oh, we no. went down to the local high school. Shit was ugly. Did we, you try to YouTube it at least? Or you were just like, I know how to jump over things. Bro, we barely got her over that hurt. Like, we literally. I, I did hurdles in fifth grade and was pretty good at it. I was one of the best in my gym class. Oh, I think they get a little higher. I think the hurdles get a little higher. There's some things you can fake. Like, you, oh, you're a marathon runner? Sure. Sure you are. Yeah. But hurdles, there's no like. I going to ask you to run a marathon dude, a fucking... on camera. So you can just say you're a marathon runner because it's going to be 30 second takes. Yeah, but no hurdles, one's take that might, kind of time. hurdles might be the worst track and field event to fake. Yeah, shot put. Yeah, I'm a shot putter. I blew my shoulder out. So you're going to. You, you uh, know, well, it it's tough. I mean, I don't know. I, I did. I threw in college. So I was a, I was a hammer thrower at Old Miss. So I was in the track and field world for a very long time. You do have you do have track and field forearms. I have track and field vibes. <laughs> you got yeah. <laughs> See that? Oh, there's a vein right there. It's you a, do that's look a, like a relic from the past. But that would be a hard thing to to fake. To yeah, fake. I mean, I was I was see my sophomore year. I was like hammer throwers are typically the smaller ones, but like my sophomore year, I was 265 pounds, and I was still the smallest thrower on that team. Jeez. I mean, this is Illinois. This is the Midwest. These boys be over. You're mid. You're at Illinois. I was at Illinois for my first two years, and then I transferred to University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. Oh, see, like mid, there too. the Midwest produces men like farm oh, boy strength. It's Athletes. weird. If you, if I never had seen you before, and you show up to my tryouts for like football, or like I needed you to move shit or burp people, like a people mover. I'm like, dude, that guy. <laughs> Look at you got big feet. I, yeah, but I don't. Your like, hands are like, big. Yeah, but when strangers ask you to move people, that's a that's a hard ask, but there right? Was, there was this guy on the on the Patriots a couple years ago when they won. Oh, was it David Anders? I can't remember who it was. Uh, and as a Patriots fan, I'm sorry, I'm losing my Patriots card here. But he had in the Super Bowl had to go against whoever on the Rams on was on the defensive line was like the biggest player he was a beast of a guy and it was just this white dude farm boy with a beard oh yeah and he just manhandled the defensive player of the year guess just what? like ice skates just yeah. pushed him around there's a million of them <laughs> yeah. just just shucking you know, bags of the rice league. they're just over there just moving whole buildings so is that because i feel like when you're a big when you're a strong kid the track and field people probably find you right uh, I fell into it. It was a weird thing. Like I, uh, I was a theater kid. I was a nerdy actor kid. And then, uh, family was always very athletic. Like dad, baseball at Mississippi state, cousin played basketball for old miss sister was going into like collegiate basketball, played it for a few years and I just didn't do it. And then 
I think going into I think junior year or something like that, I met some baseball tryout that I was had no interest in. And then some douchey kids like, you should go out for track. Everyone makes the team. And, <laughs> and I did. And it worked out pretty well. I mean, I just, I think I gained 75 pounds in a year and a half. Jeez. Yeah. It was, I got on to a, a national team early on. So it was, it went from nothing to you're training with like Russian guys six hours a day and like eating all you can eat. You just have like every night. chalk in your pockets and yeah. you just constantly chalk and like ammonia tablets and you'd crack them under your nose and throw what? yourself under a weird amount of weight yeah well let me tell you something everything when was in kilograms you told the guys <laughs> that talk like this come on man you never put needle in your ass <laughs> you got russian uh face you have, I have russian, russian face. face very republican bone structure on here uh when tasha gets a call from her agent to do a hammer throw for an audition she'll have i'm gonna call you we're gonna figure this <laughs> out well it's not know. a it is not a marketable thing I mean, you get up into the, the echelons of it and you realize, like, no one really cares about throwing a metal ball far. The only commercial there's ever been with a hammer throw, there was this Japanese-Romanian hammer thrower named Koji Murafushi. And he went to the Olympics for Japan. And they, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen Japanese commercials. They don't follow along the mainstream. <laughs> so this was like a, it was like a commercial for, like, ramen noodles. And they have this guy with, like, the big blob of yeast in his hand. And he's going through the wines. And he's turning it on every turn. He's like, just, like, noises you'd never make. And then on every turn, it just shreds into finer and finer ramen. And then he releases it and then throws the bowl, the noodles into this giant ball of ramen. And that was the commercial. There was no explanation. I'm so hungry right now. Let me tell you something. She's She's going to have to have ramen tonight. Well, happy because to help. The, just you mentioning that, um, it's going to be, she's obsessive with, with like her ramen. Oh, noodles. yeah. I'm so, I'm so pumped about this. And I, I think I'm going to have to YouTube that commercial, too. It oh, it's like yeah, a Kojima work of Fushi art. ramen commercial. I mean, <laughs> Japanese people, the Japanese film and television industry, they're doing something right. Dude, I, I, I said this the other day. Every, every person I trust, my mechanic, my doctor, my dentist, and my vet are all Asian guys. They're yeah. fucking great, man. It's, it's who I trust. I don't want a white person touching my teeth, my dog, or my carburetor. Do I have a carburetor? I don't know if I have a carburetor. I don't want it. I trust the agents. If there's a, a, a Japanese guy telling me what kind of ramen to eat, well, I'm in. I'm all oh, in. Oh, yeah. I get that. Like, so my last name's Lo. So when you just say it, it sounds vaguely Asian. And my mom was a family practitioner, family physician. So a lot of her clients, like they'd show up and they were like, they were banking on a little Asian guy. And this is this little Protestant woman instead. They feel like they didn't quite get their money's worth. <laughs> I know. Well, I guess if it was what L-O-H would be like the Asian version. Yeah, right? it's L-O-E. It's a weird spelling. No one yeah. does it that way. Oh, that's the actual spelling? L-O-E? Yeah, L-O-E. Everybody tries to sneak a W in there because of Rob, and I don't know that dude. Yeah, we don't know. We don't fuck with Rob's, not in this place. <laughs> um, now, this podcast, I know we're going to go all over the Seems place, nice. but you just came from another podcast, and you had a drink there. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to compete with other podcasts, but what was their set? Would they have a good setup? Or would, do you, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, It was nice. It was in a, uh, it was, it was, what was previously Bird's Back Room. Now it's oh, okay. Else. It was over there. All right. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah. So, I mean, you know, pretty. Uh, but no rooftop. No rooftop. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm looking at palm trees now. And no sun setting over the Hollywood Hills. No, I mean, you know, sight. it's not a contest. But if it were, I mean, she she didn't offer me a Lacroix. Well, let me tell you something. Speaking of drinks, Tasha's only she she couldn't drink for a couple of years because of her Lyme disease. She's on medicine. We don't oh. need to get into it because every episode it turns into a whole thing. But Tasha, you can you can always expand on it. But there is a sliver of a window where her doctor said she can drink between medicines where it won't be sick for oh. her. So is so today's you're allowed to today. Well, 
tomorrow, technically, but I feel like I can have a sip. But here's the deal. I was going to... I don't want to trigger the host Lyme disease. Well, it's not. No, it's not. It's more of just the, the, the medicine's going to work fine. So she's, you're okay. But I was going to get some beers out of the fridge, which I didn't have, but I brought. I got a new setup here. So I was hoping Ooh. we could do some oh, Malibu rum, which Good. would be Something nice. to go with my jean shorts. But... Um, <laughs> We've had a whole thing here. I was like, I didn't, I didn't really know how I wanted to do this, oh but I brought. Oh, you, you got the real? blender bullet. Here, Look at so you. I thought maybe that Tasha could help me out here. Look at you. Are you and, um, kidding me? What a host. That's our clean ice. <laughs> Tasha. Got the bags. I like. I need Tasha's help here, but um, I don't really oh, know. Oh, are we? Oh, we're I doing didn't this. I know we were. So like we're gonna doing do hard liquor. Well, it's not hard. Malibu rum's not hard liquor. Hey, I Ubered here. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. So you, so Tasha, you. All right. Give I'll me. We can make a few servings of this, but give me like yeah. um. I'm gonna me, go do a mic after this. It's gonna be like fun. Sixty percent of the. Uh, you don't have to be too clean. We're gonna we're gonna disinfect well, it with a rum. Okay. Here. 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 Go for it. This oh, is what this the is audience. Amazing. I think the audience appreciates a visual things. I think a lot of people underestimate how funny handling Ziploc bags looks. <laughs> And Tasha's being way too uh, kind with it. Okay, let's go with that on the ice, and then um, and then help me out with your with the oh, ring. Oh, speaking of icy, look at that ring. I got some. Uh, she pouring that ice and showing that ice. Yeah, we out got here. we 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 did the smart thing. We got engaged right before the quarantine. No, so oh, we're lovely. still together. Rent's cheap. You got to stay together with the cheap rent. You got to stay together with the cheap rent. You've already bought the rock, and now it's a, now we, it's just a waiting game for a vaccine till we can get married. Five years, maybe. Um, well, I don't know. This is a great rooftop. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't perfected on the recipe. So I've got some options here. You take care of that. I've also got. I didn't know. Do bananas go in this shit? I, I didn't want to be super gross about it. I don't. But know. I know you're like a fit guy, so I figured. But maybe, maybe. But I, I didn't want to make it like. But there's too much ice. There's no room for this. You think there's a little too much ice? You're gonna have to like. No, no, no. It, no, it needs the ice. Hold oh, on. I got, look I got, at that. I got the coconut. coconuts. This That's. Is gonna be good. Oh, I'm about to get hydrated. Okay, so maybe we'll have to do a courtesy blend before uh, we add the rest. So let's do a quick courtesy blend. And um, I'll, I'll keep this going, and hopefully we can keep this conversation going here. But, oh, uh, yeah. It's always, I always think it's funny that there, that there might be, like, someone who thinks we, like, aren't really on a roof. Like, we add, like, a helicopter for post or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That sounds... That's a good setup. That's amazing. That's a good setup. Yeah, that's a little... Oh, no, that's a pretty good setup. Oh, we didn't add the alcohol, obviously. Or the strawberries. So, so let's do this. You help me with the alcohol. You got the alcohol? No. Here, you help me with the alcohol so okay. I can keep this conversation going. And um, so, yeah, so aside, so you're a theater guy who got, because I was a, I would have in another life got been a theater guy. Like I was a band geek, which is like theater adjacent. Oh, yeah. I, I think we share this. I think th band geeks and theater people. Get what was your What was your instrument? Played saxophone, bro. I don't Ooh. fuck around. I don't I fuck feel around. you, man. I didn't I know you were a reed guy. Oh, man. Woodwind. Represent. I did yo, it all. Yo. Alto, tenor. I did tenor and jazz, alto in um, concert. And then I would do, do baritone sax in a marching band because we were light on the tubas. So your boy had to kick it up there. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did band for one year. I was the keyboard. So that means you only got to do the bass line. So it's like, boom, boom, boom. Did it for one year. And at the end of the year, the, uh, the director signs my yearbook. Good job this year, Ryan. Keep up the good work. And then I didn't go back. I need, it needs a little more Malibu rum. 
a little bit. Just a little bit more rum. Uh, well, we'll we, we can we have enough for a couple uh, servings here, so we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, the thing is with percussive instruments, I call it percussive because if I'm flexing. Oh, I uh, see you, I dude. Fu- I, I watch Whiplash. Fuck with me. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> Whiplash. Um, the thing is, is like you might have the whole song. Like take Sleigh Ride. If you're the guy who's got to hit the fucking cymbals at the end, there's some power behind that. Yeah, that that's the, yeah, that's the instrument. Tasha just that wasn't a horse, everyone. I know you thought a horse just came. That was Tasha. This is a crazy rooftop. There's horses, <laughs> helicopters. I just slipped with it. But yeah, if you if your job, if your job, let me tell you something. 75% of the time you fuck that up. You don't do it on time because it's like then that Bump, You're just waiting around, spacing out the whole time. Because you got I, the I was horse guy in too. The- After one year of French horn, which was very oh, bad, wow. I switched over to. They demoted you. They demoted <laughs> you. To, they're like, just give her the fucking symbol. <laughs> At least you weren't like you didn't go full triangle. Well, we had to do it all. There oh, were like okay. three girls in percussion, so like one person would be on the bass drum, one oh. person would be doing, you know, clean the ear. Okay. You hold that for me. Yes, clean these baby. Up. Mm. We're going full plastic. Look here. at you. We uh we got it. We broke out the. Now these are small glasses. No, it has a light. Oh, uh, the light. Oh, uh, the light. Dead. The battery's dead. Sorry, all folks. We up. ruined it for you. The battery's dead here. Here, you do the pouring. I'm, I'm a little. Uh, I'm all hands here. So uh, we'll get you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll get you the fashionable one. I'll just go with the plastic, the the other plastic here, and then Tasha can take this one. And uh, l- let me know. We can add. We can add. We can subtract. Whatever. Oh, that looks we delightful. got. We got other fruits. Strawberry garnish. Oh, there you go. Oh, actually, garnish. you know what? I, I'm sorry to bring this late. Did I not have more bags? You got umbrellas, I'm going to freak. Did I not bring out more bags? Oh, I must have left it. I had garnishes I made, guys. You made garnishes? Yeah, I left them downstairs. I had little pineapple wedges. I was going to fuck me. I forgot. I can't believe I'm so mad I forgot the garnish. Here, let me here. You just you take it with your hand. It's the thought that counts. That way you have that. And oh, nice. And uh, we'll get some more over here. Oh, uh, oh man! Here, this one's yours. You pour yours, and and you can go sloppy on mine. Just, Luxury. Yeah, this is uh, you know, this is a special event because we don't normally we usually just throw a tecate at our guest, but uh, you know, you got to live a little bit during the. Oh pandemic. man, is it because I wore shorts to the last show we did together? That's it. I, I was like, this guy knows how to fuck this guy. <laughs> Tasha, that's how we met. We, well, is that it? You, you did you get your some for yourself? Yeah. You poured me a real solid glass yeah, here. I got more. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll blend some more in a couple minutes here. We'll we'll get into the next segment. We'll get a strawberry version with some more after blending. This. I'll put this down here for now. Yeah, that's how I uh, you know I'm trying to just step up the game. Big pandemic energy is what I would like to call this. I see you know, it. Cheers. I see you. You're Thanks living your best up. life. Yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers. Uh, how we how we doing on alcohol here? Is this a, are these levels okay? Uh, feel free if there's. Let me just make sure there's enough for the second round. Oh, we're yeah, we'll, we'll kill that on the next round. Oh my gosh, we've had this oh, Malibu. Yeah. We've had this Malibu rum sitting on top of the fridge for God knows. Mm. It, it's been up on the top of the fridge for so long it had like a grease film on the outside. Oh really? Then, you know sitting that too close to the stove. Yeah, just like <laughs> just got like bacon grease for it. Like if we ever starve to death, you can just lick this bottle. Yeah, one one comic comes over with a little bit of frat boy energy. You break out the Malibu. You're in, you're, you really are rocking the jean shorts, though. And right, these I'm are my father's. It. These are these are pure. Are these real vintage? These Truly are from the eighties. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you do have Nickelback uh, vibe. Oh, I don't mean that in a negative way. I think you do. 
yeah, I think I, you I might. I've heard anybody. I've never heard the positive way. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like Nickelback. <laughs> they're they're the type of band that gets way too much shit for how good they've done. Why don't you take a look at me? I want you to ask yourself: Has this man ever worn leather wrist cuffs? <laughs> the answer is no. Maybe for uh, hammer throwing. You never know if you need to. You'd have to wear a glove made out of moose skin. Moose skin. Well, the good ones. Uh, what type Feel of bad like for what, the moose. where on the body like where on the body of the moose is the is the optimal moose skin glove? Uh, I think it's mid shaft. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm and not it just positive. slides just like a good. Well, there like was this a, one a, a guy dip. who made the best ones, and he was like he was like the soup Nazi in that uh, that Seinfeld episode. He was notorious for like all the high level like Olympic hammer throwers and stuff. They'd want to get their gloves from this guy, but if you did anything to offend him, he'd never give a glove to you or anybody that you ever coached. And he was a raging alcoholic. So I got a mine and there was like a stain on it that just reeked of gin. I'm like, all right, I got the genuine article. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah that's a nice one. You know, yeah, you said like a soup Nazi. That's one of those, that's one of those words we, you could never put into a TV show. Can you imagine saying soup Nazi on TV? That's what you know? it's from. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, okay. I totally get it. But I just can't imagine in today's world that that would be like those. You've, you've got Jerry Seinfeld and um, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Larry David, right? Yeah. You've got two Jewish men create a TV show and they use soup Nazi as like a fictional uh, Nazi character who's a Nazi for soup. He wasn't, wasn't actually a German guy. He was just like a yeah. Middle Eastern soup guy. But they called him the soup. Actually, that you know, I said I said fictitious, but I think it was built was made after a, a certain character. Where are you going, Tasha? Are you getting a jacket? All right, Tasha's getting a jacket. She, you already spilled on your pants? Oh, uh, what a lightweight. Uh, Jesus Christ, Tasha. I'd like to think that people could still say soup Nazi now if the context was correct. I just, I, th- I do as well. And I, am, I, I push back in the ways that I can against what you should be able to say. Right. But I think people are so nervous. This is why everything's going to like privatize. Like pretty soon you're going to just be producing TV shows on Patreon. Where you can just say soup Nazi because you know the the mainstream like corporate you know TV there's it is it's only a couple companies really yeah and then all the risk is done on on like premium cable or Netflix you know Netflix is but even then there's plenty of comics that Netflix won't fuck with that they're just like now nah, we you know they'll go for some but all those room. guys now they're just putting their own specials out on YouTube and they're finding other options like a, a lot of comics now are not necessarily feeding at the Netflix teat as much as they were like three years ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mark Norman's special is at 2.6 million right Amazing. now. Amazing. So that's Great probably, special. probably made 15. Comedy. Yeah, comedy. There you go. Um, it's probably made like 20, 50. I'm, I don't know how much money off of YouTube ads, but more than it would have made on Comedy Central, which is yeah. why these networks are going under because there's they've taken the risk out of the game. They've take, they've just spoon-fed people kind of garbage for so long. Yeah. you got to go to like streaming services. We were talking about this the other day when we watched Palm Springs, this movie on Hulu. This fuck, have you seen this movie? No, I saw and, the previews. Andy Samberg, someone said it sucked. It didn't seem like it did much. I just saw it. I was like, eh. Someone said it sucked, so I was like hesitant to watch it. It and was, I was fine. It was one of those like easy. No, no, no. It was better than fine. It was good? Yeah. It was. They had comedic. I mean, it wasn't tr- groundbreaking. No, but. But it was it was fun and entertaining. We were entertained. They, it was cute. They had like lines that you that you knew were either not written or like you could tell like they probably did thirty takes to get to this genius weird thing and they kept it in. And like you know, like in film and editing, it's hard to like keep something in or something weird. And like it's, and in some of these instances in the movie, it, they could have been misses. But I thought it was fucking great. And the premise wasn't like anything off the wall. It was kind of like a remake of of Groundhog's Day. But you it, could but tell a, that they it was were Groundhog's Day at a wedding. It. It didn't Oh, feel man. like it didn't feel like just some churned out 
Sweeney Todd gold not to, not to me. I was dying. So you were in cookie cutter. I went the opposite. I was like meat pies, <laughs> just grinding the comedy like bodies. But we're a food theme. But five, yeah. but five <laughs> years ago, Hulu would have just been some shit reality show that you know that you know Hulu was basically my DVR, and Netflix was the only one. But now Hulu's got some real shit. I'm like, first of all, yeah. I feel like everyone wants to go Netflix first because their platform's way bigger than I think they're even mm. letting on. They're they're just it's it's incredible, right? So I go. That means somebody Palm Springs must have been passed up by Netflix, or Hulu was owned and operated by NBC Universal. I don't know if they're still owned by them, but maybe Andy Samberg with his um, NBC contract had to deal. deal with Hulu. Who knows? But either way, I'm like, this is fucking great. And how many projects are out there that take that are like badass, bold choices that don't get made because they don't have like an Andy Samberg like fronting it. You, know? you sold me, man. I'm gonna watch this yeah. Andy Samberg movie. Well, but I was like, I was like confused because sometimes you'll get high and you'll be like, it was this good? And I posted <laughs> on Facebook. I was like, someone told me it sucked, but I really dug it. And then people came out of the woodwork and so like, thought it was great. Watch it with my wife. Oh, we laughed good. the whole time. And I was like, good, because sometimes as comics, you can be a little snobby or, but I also like, my, my humor is simple. Like yeah. there's plenty of movies that might not have passed that I love. Oh, funny's funny. Go, yeah, funny's funny. funny. Like I, the, the comics that do that are the worst. One's just like, well, it just didn't take them long to get there. I'm like, sometimes it's fun when the road's short. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone was arguing with me last night that Theo Vaughn wasn't funny, and I was like, look, if you don't think Theo Vaughn's funny, he's he might not be your style. Yeah. But like, I've seen him go into rooms that he doesn't belong performing in and leveling. Yeah. In, in tough, bad rooms, and he's just a very unique person, and it's like. We're all just kind of, we're all trying to find our individual thing. Like, you know, they, they used to call it like your Danny DeVito. Everyone said Danny DeVito, like, this guy's never going to work. He's four foot ten. Well, that's the reason he works. Yeah, I was like, have you ever greased him up and had him crawl out of a couch? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> but like, if you try to, like, I used to have a roommate that, that in, uh, you know, no offense to people that get extensive plastic surgery, but he, I had a roommate, he got his, um he got his nose done and he took away his leading thing which was oh, Jewish his best friend he was a he's a jewish guy and his thing is Jew he would have been uh yeah, the, yeah, uh, owen wilson nose more yeah more, I'll, I'll go with more so um american pie he had an american pie nose but know? there were a lot of characters in that movie friend well the main what's the main guy's name the main the main the guy oh yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 I'm, I've, I've said too many uh <laughs> it's jewish guys names that i'm forgetting I don't know. anyway the guy who fucks the pie the main american pie yeah, guy not there's, andy samberg had that crazy nose <laughs> there, but there's a million people that by the way that in and of itself people were worried it was going to bury his career because who fucks a pie and it was his big champions break. and and him and his manager said let's go with fucking the pie yeah. and, and, and they were and that that's a great story because that was like when you would test it out with 15 or 20 people and and they had this story where like he passed a, v, a VHS to his buddies to watch not like and you know like if you ever like perform something and like you're watching your friends watch it and like they just fucking died laughing but, oh like, yeah you don't know if the fucking the pie came out in the edit you don't know how it's gonna come it's out it's like oh that would have been great if it just fell flat and it was just that was the end of the movie he's like do you believe he fucked that pie yeah now he's the pie guy <laughs> for the rest of his life but in the end it worked now I mean, it worked for the rest of the American Pie movies, but then what happened? Well, he, now he has a, he was on Orange is the New Black, and he's actually... A, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was the, the Orange is the New Black guy. There's 50 people like yelling at us. I him in that. There's 50 people yelling at us his name right now. Jason Biggs! Jason Biggs, you don't know J this Jason. stuff that Jason's been through! <laughs> <laughs> Jason Dog. Come on, Jason Dog. Um, i got to reset the cameras, but... So, so you're, you're new... Uh, from Santa, from your new new person here, you're 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 new to town from San Francisco. Yeah, you moved to LA during a global pandemic. Sure Let's did. Explain that one. Um, well, I mean, it was weird. The uh, the COVID happened, and 
in San Francisco, everybody is very woke. That's where that kind of that feel in the United States, it kind of starts in San Francisco and then radiates out. And uh, but it started there. So everybody, when when the pandemic hit, it was maybe one day of people like kind of frolicking. But it did feel very much like the first scene of a disaster movie. Everybody was having too much fun. Okay. It's like when you see everybody at the beach and they're having fun time yelling over each other and then here comes the wave. And then everybody hunkered down and freaked out and it's techie people who didn't want to be around people anyway. So the majority of the population was like, we're going to stay sequestered. We're going to stay in. So all the shows went away. All the mics went away. It was all Zoom. There's a few people like uh, Pam Benjamin over at Mutiny Radio did a great job of like continuing to have like outdoor stuff in front of a radio station so comics could still have an audience it was just like 30 or so people out in the street but that all shut down and then the video gigs that i was getting the video production gigs were slow so it's like i do some freelance stuff here and there i took a couple with me when i came down but for the most part i figured you know people in la don't care about anything and I came down and sure enough, no, everybody's walking around with their chest out and just like, how am I going to wear a mask? How am I going to be seen if I'm wearing a mask? Yeah, well, this is <laughs> the time to get your break. Yeah, this is the time you get your lips done. You get your face done, you put the mask on and you, yeah. this is it. This is the time. But you're also in West Hollywood, which is kind of a unique oh, world within sure is, California. People, everyone goes, oh, this fucking California Hollywood energy. It's like, no, no, no. Every square mile in LA is a different type of people. It's a million cities in this city. A million cities in this city. And then also the county is a whole nother thing. You know, people are like, oh, you know, this is a very red state. This isn't, this isn't the most liberal state, you know, but in certain areas it is. Anyway, I, I found it. Yeah, so you're in the, I mean, but West Hollywood, and of course West Hollywood. Well, I was just, I figured like, where is San Francisco in LA? Yeah, and that's it. This, I mean, you literally <laughs> took the pipeline, the Elon Musk pipeline. Yeah, I was just like, it eased the transition. Nothing was different, you know. Now, I'll, yeah, you're a straight guy, right? Yeah, but I like compliments. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give it to you, baby. <laughs> uh, at my age, we'll take what we can get. Uh, but you, in the, no, obviously, West Hollywood is a is a, the um, more the cliche is that it's a, it's a very. I mean, it is where all the gay bars are. It's kind of like yeah, it's gay what are they, what, What's like the cliche gay bar name, like Saddlebacks, or what's the? There's a couple on Santa Monica Boulevard that are just like tin man's balls. Like there's oh, some real. There's one in Atlanta called Swingin' Richards. There you go. Yeah, they don't. I always like that one. I was like, ah, that's a funny name. People, I never went in there, but it seemed like a great spot. Gay guys know how to name their fucking bars. Oh yeah, there's no tiptoeing around the euphemism because like in wi- the gay community, women women want they they go spiritual like sage like my play floral dreams like is it? But oh, the guys yeah. are like wrecking balls. You know, yeah. like, that's it. <laughs> You're like, well, I mean, that's the one we're going to. You, know, you just know, like guys, the guys, crispy crinkle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm still hungry. <laughs> Nathan's Lane, just right into it. You go yeah. right for it. Uh, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I can hear, I can hear him voicing the promos for yeah. that. Blow low, just a whole right in there. But yeah, because guys, straight guys would get laid more if if well if women thought like them. But women are the pickers for the most part. There's always an ex, you know. There's you know you know there's a. An exception to every rule. There's people out there where, where whatever seller's but, market for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we're just that's why. Like I look at other, you know, like everyone's got different privileges, right? I look at like we were talking about the you know Japanese culture earlier. These dudes got a fucking raw deal because Japanese women 
everyone has like there's a Japanese or just an Asian in general sort of kink all like it's all a over strange the world. spot. Yeah, it's a weird dominating thing. Like it's not as it can't be as fun for the women over there. No, I don't but know. but there's but there's too many guys. Is it in Japan where there's too many guys to girls? So like they literally have to audition. China because of the one child policy. Okay, so I'm in so the wrong So now continent. they have yes. So now I they think have it a, translates to Japan. A surplus of men in China because all of the families wanted a male child. So now women are like so high priced. Like they have the pick of who they want to pick. The psychological differences, like when uh, we were talking about this the other day, when I had a buddy who went to Stonehill College and he got all these chicks because it was like two to one girls to guy ratio. So like the second the there aren't other options, things change. Right. The second like like you come from San Francisco, like I'm sure I'm sure the ladies can spot the fucking venture capitalists with all with a uh, billion yeah. dollars right away. Yeah, absolutely. That guy's cleaning up. He's 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 on the spectrum. Not really. Here's the thing about San Francisco people. They have a lot of the man in San Francisco, but the majority of them, even those guys included, have this ugh, fucking finance bros mentality about it. Because it's like a lot of hate Ashbury stuff, like girls like very Coachella y, very like they know a lot about astrology. But whose boats are they going and, on? They're going, well, they're going they're on somebody's boat. They're going to go on the boat, but they're going to complain about it. <laughs> so I went on this fascist boat the other day. You went, yeah, I blew them, but like it was a wild. <laughs> I hated every second of it. It like ran on orphans' tears. Fascist boat. I was thinking, you yeah. know, boat names are just like gay bars with good titles. Oh like, yeah. You can't have a boat without having a slam and good boat name. That's like, like that's the one thing you oh, need. That's that's Christendom for like full blown dad pun. Because if you can't pun out your boat name, like you know, take off the braided belt, friend. You're not one of us. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you can't if you don't have a good boat name. You're gonna it's gonna sink in a hurricane. Hurricanes absolutely. know how to pick off boats with bad names. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Stacy's eyes. Guess what? Hurricane. Deal with it, Stacy's eyes. I like the fascist floater, and it's just a fucking oh, yacht. Yeah, They're blowing the guy. They're gonna blow him. Absolutely. Yeah, they'll complain about it. But then you got like guys like Dan Blazarian, right? Who apparently his company's going under. Oh, or he never made any money with it. Because his deal was right. He's renting this place for like a hundred thousand a month or something. Yeah, it could be fifty. It could be two fifty. But uh, what's the difference when it's just these numbers? But his whole idea, his whole marketing idea, was. If you can show off this baller lifestyle, people are going to buy the product. And don't get me wrong. I think you're making it out like this is some kind of master plan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of you like, well, what he was really doing was, no, I don't think it's that. I think daddy gave him a whole lot of money. And then people asked him, where'd you get that? And he's like, I play poker. I figured it out, dude. Yeah. And no. then it's just billions and billions of dollars. Probably not billions. Millions and millions of dollars funneling into all these IG videos. I mean, the dude wrote a book this year. Yeah. And then went on IG and said, hey, guys, can you help me name my book? He offered like $50,000 for somebody who's never read anything. He did the same with his with his brand logo where like he'll kind of like crowdsource it and then, you know, and then and then hook someone up that way. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, someone gets paid for it, right? But yeah, no, he's we know a few a few chicks, right, that are, that are like his Blazarian Oh yeah. Or whatever. They have the you know some girls have a, that have you know You call them go you call them goat, goat girls? Circle. Goat well, girls? Speaking of like the Isn't uh, this thing a goat? Is, what? Yeah. Isn't the logo like a goat? Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like that devil go horny goat or whatever. Yeah, it's What do you call that. them? What do you call Belzerian girls? Goat girls or like... I, I like goat girls. I'll I don't know if that. they'd like it. I don't know. Blazarian bimbo didn't have... 
the, Not a, the it's PR. A, it just it's got a little bit of spice to it. Maybe we want to keep these women empowered. Some of these girls, no, we even know. I mean, don't make me bleep this up, but we know some people that have dated them, right? We know. Look, we're not. We're not. Will you stop? Names. Hey, could we're, you stop airing my dirty laundry on the podcast, <laughs> but if please? We, don't, we can talk about it. If we don't name names. I'm not going to mention anything about her. She's a she's a lovely lady. Uh, she really is a sweetheart. Uh, and I'm not calling her a bimbo at all. I'm not. She's a very she's a sweetheart. We like her a lot. Uh, but um, some of the other chicks that we know, like uh, like your friend's brother dated a girl. Like we know. We we've been with like it's one thing when you see some chicks like tits in your face. I mean, you know, the, the, his Instagram, these tits are in your face. Like your yeah. phone, they jump out at you. And then I'm like, we were on a boat with her last year. Yeah, I, I recognize, recognize those, those tits. tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan, everybody. <laughs> we can end the podcast there. <laughs> I recognize those tits. That should be the merch we sell. I recognize those tits. I recognize those tits. Hey, you know, I just want to live in a world where a guy can recognize a girl's tits. You didn't, and I hate. We, Without we, sounding like a, like a, a, a monster. I'm a monster now because I remember something it's about you? It's almost like looking at somebody's photos and like, oh, I went to Rome. Did you go? Oh, you? Oh, I recognize that. Yeah, I recognize those tits. Yeah, come on. I'm not de- demeaning you, but it's like seeing a bridge. I hate the idea that that people go, well, I didn't get these. I didn't get this for you. It's like, not for me, but you, you know, I think people get those that type of work done because they do want to be noticed. Oh, yeah. Tasha's looking at me like she's going to murder me. You're walking a fine line. Would you ever honey. get tits like that? I don't know. You don't need tits like that. I dated a girl in college. Who, like her parents bought her boobs when she was like nineteen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Strange. Could you imagine buying your daughter breast implants? Well, I'll tell you this. I knew a girl, Nikki. Probably should have bleeped it. Probably gonna have to. <laughs> minute, minute, minute thirty. I see you're really halfway through a syllable, and you're like, "Bro, this isn't gonna. This is gonna be Googleable." <laughs> she was a uh, Philadelphia Eagles cheerleader, and her and her two sisters, so three. That's six boobs. They all got boobs wow. done at the same time from a family friend. So like they oh, all nice. they got the, the group on the, the <laughs> group on they got the group on bulk deal. discount yeah they got the, the Costco deal but um, I don't know I was never I mean uh, it's the same reason some people get their nose done some people uh, you know are wildly insecure or I shouldn't say wildly insecure but you know some Tasha. people are- uh, I mean I'm learning a lot about it I've become very sympathetic to it I when I was in San Francisco I, I lived with three girls and I like I have I don't have any brothers I was you know my mom and sister going up and then a lot of some of my edit gigs I actually cut and edit med spa procedures so i'm learning a lot about oh, i remember some of you the, mentioning the that creepy stuff that y'all do so like you're like you you're in like a 4k image like video of someone getting like what what sort oh, of yeah. shit uh, anything you? and everything under the sun buddy what's the Botox. grossest thing you've had to to like um you know do you know what like a blood mask is oh the vampire the vampire facial? thing it's is that they, they is that stab it, they take a lot of little needles and they just hamburger up your face. It's like micro needling, except that they, like, they're re-injecting. Hold on, what let me man, let me mansplain Play, this real quick. Let me mansplain <laughs> it. And you, can get into it. you can get in your two bits here. This is what women are doing. <laughs> they sin- they take the blood out of your face and they centrifuge it to separate the plasma from the blood, and then they rub your blood back on your face. The good, like, healthy plasma. Yeah, like this company, what- they do a thing on Halloween. They have like a party, and they dress up as like vampires and give out little Jello shots that look like blood. It's creepy. Uh, wow. If uh, I'm pouring our second round of drinks here. Just gonna kick that. Che fabuloso. Well, you know what's 
Los Angeles when you kicked the coconut beverage. Oh, <laughs> man. We're partying, folks. And I'm just going to add, I'll add some of these strawberries to the Okay. Blend. Let's add these to the, I don't know if it's going to come out a good color or not. Let's uh, just, you know what? I don't really care you know as what, much about that? the aesthetics. Well, you know, I I, I always I like don't, to. Yeah, uh, I know. Garnish guy. We know. Yeah, gar I can't believe it. I got frozen pineapples upstairs. I cut the little slit oh. into them. I don't, I kind of want to go run and get them. No, that's. No, not worth getting it. I also, out. but I also had, I also had cut limes. So I could have a lime and a pineapple garnish. Uh, yeah, fuck, like guys. Like nice and thinly sliced. I, I just want you to know I was really going for it here. I Dude, I believe you. I don't want to get that water in there. Hold on, let me dump this water out. Here, <laughs> someone carry the combo. So what else? Tell me some of these other procedures that you've seen. I also, I really like that gruesome stuff. Oh, it's weird. It's interesting. It's, uh... I don't know. I'm like like being the guy and trying to be sensitive. The weird weirdest part for me at e for editing is when the doctor is pointing out a flaw. Like I always thought that was just kind of messed up. And like this part of your face could be a little more feminine. And I was like, whoa, Jesus. And you know they're, they're you know they're like nodding, but on the inside they're like, <laughs> oh, please cut this. But now, the the deal is is that it's not get tits. Like there's it's not that. It's when you see the person who went three steps too far, yeah. tried to fix it. We all know, like, there's a comic in L.A. She, she's been on Botched. Like, she went to Mexico to get it done cheaper and fucking ruined her face. Like, like Tasha, like, if she ever, if T Tasha, you, you have a beautiful face. You also have the credit to be able to ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, that's scary to think that you could ruin your face. Well, uh, here's the thing. If you have something about your body that bothers you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing what you can to improve that so that you feel better about yourself. But taking those extra steps because you will walk into the doctor's office and they will do that to you. They will say, oh, do you want to do this while you're at it? Oh, do you want to do that? You'll come it's back like in going for to the your follow-up visit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're going to try and upsell you. And, you know, it's like, got to make sure that you're it's doing like, the inner work, You're actually too. way uglier than we originally you gotta, thought. Like, you got to pay. That's what <laughs> like with the tits, Now that we've right? opened the hood up, I think... <laughs> Yeah, your face, like, the right side doesn't even look like the left side. How did we not see this in the first meeting? But it, and it's not, it sounds funny. Sorry to cut you off. It sounds funny because, like, it's like, how dare these guys decide what? But it's like, well, men, we we appreciate your beauty so much. Like, I can't tell you how much we're, like, where Tasha or any other girl, like, that thinks something about them is ugly. And it's like, there's, like, there's a billion guys that want to look at that right now. Oh, yeah, but here's the thing. I also edited videos of guys doing it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Getting fixed in the crow's feet, doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a guy that's, like, kind of famous for being, like, a Ken Barbie. That, like, oh, is I think over I, but on he's Rodeo all shiny. Drive. He yeah. looks shiny, yes, though. Yes. He looks shiny. very shiny. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing is, like, when you show up to these places, you pay for, like, a certain amount of CC. So, like, if you're going to get your tits done and you want to go from a B to a small C, you know, that upsell to the double D isn't that much money. You're already cutting in there. It's so, not that big a leap, you know. So, but that's that's the risk. And what you take. think that's going to be maybe six, eight more drinks a month? You know, it's, it's going to come back around to you. You're oh, going to get that paid for. You're going to get that paid for. If you're a yeah. bartender, you know, with fake boobs, you're going to. Or you're, if you're just a person with fake boobs, I don't know. I don't. But think that's they're... why they need like you need smart fake tits where you could like get an app that's like, all right, I'm on my bartending shift. And it's like. And then you know you can. <laughs> oh, do oh, what was that? Stepford Wives. Can you I, remember uh, that here, with the remote can, control? Uh, jump over here. We're okay. trying to do our second pour. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard. It's so hard with these mics to try to talk and pour at the same time. Okay, here. let me get wow. that for you. Look at that. We're gonna see this in 2.7K. Unity. That's it. Actually, I'm only 1080p. This is a oh. pretty low res. Did you want another one? Sure. You can just did, cut me off. I haven't it, finished. I, I didn't get a buzz from that I'll first get one. Something. Oh, you're nursing this. Babe, Everyone, I look at had Tasha hard right now. In two and a half oh, it's years. It's not hard liquor. That's delightful. <laughs> it's not hard liquor. 
Oh, that's beautiful. All right, whoa, whoa. All right, so we got enough for a second round here, or a third round, so got a nice helicopter overhead. That uh, is tasty. So, yeah, so that's an interesting, I mean, I guess, I, have you? it's only facial work because I used to drive Uber, and I remember driving some lady to get her um, a, a labiaplasty. Is that what it's called, labiaplasty? That is what it's called. Wow, he actually nailed the... the that's you know, when you don't like how that she looks. She was getting her labias clipped. I Doesn't guess. that, wouldn't that affect your ability to orgasm? Well, I, if not if it's done correctly. I mean, I guess there's risk involved with any procedure. Let me, yeah. let me talk about this in a way you'd understand. You're a theater arts guy. She's, her uh, curtains are too uh, far closed. Oh, now I get it. So she just needs to trim the curtains so they close. Was it because it's velvet? Was that, why, was that why we got there? <laughs> well, that's all the labia is, is the curtains to the show. Really? Right? Oh, so it's like it's the, looking at me like I think I'm not like if you're like if you're not circumcised. I always imagine that would be kind of like a curtain rising. But at least like that a, is an added. A welcome to the show. The, yeah, the, 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 the trumpet <laughs> yeah. plays. Yeah, I think when you're not circumcised, the trumpet plays. Uh, the Longhorns. Uh, I, I think, think people usually just scream and run. Yeah. That, I don't know. Uh, I didn't like doing very much. American guys get it bad. I'm circumcised, uh, which I shouldn't have to say that, Ditto. but it's okay. Uh, that's just that's where we are. But it is male genital mutilation it's a weird thing like i would have to come to terms with having a kid and wondering if you do that your sound then, the sound just went out oh your sound went out it, mi it might be yeah, the head i got nothing it's, in my head it's your headphones now. let's see what it let's see what it is hold on you're uh here yeah, the headphone is actually in there if you just flip the tasha can you just open this rug a little bit you'll see it oh. is that that's the oh. connector if that's not it then we might you might just have to go no headphones um it cut out oh again. there i heard it for a second can't hear yourself. I cannot hear it. You're on anything. four. Is it something I'm doing on you're, my end? No, you're uh, no, your audio's good, so it's the headset. So, uh, which one, Tasha? Which one's four here? It, uh, it, it might just one. be the shittiest. Oh, there we go. You got it. Yeah, I just came back. Oh, there you All go. Right. All right, we just won't touch anything. Great. Wunderbar. If Everybody listen, stay very still. <laughs> no, nobody move here. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What, it, would, what would you do if we had a son? I would. I would, would want to like look wanna, at. Yeah. Well, don't let want me tell you this. Not fit in. My cousin. But it's it's also like our kids. I think the rates of circumcision has gone down so much in the last like ten years or so. It's like a whole thing. I don't know too much about it. But I had a cousin who got he wasn't circumcised because when he was born he was like there was something wrong with him. Like he was not a premature, oh, but there was something yeah. wrong. So when he was like eighteen or nineteen, he got circumcised, and he had to like oh. like I I'm, I'm recovering from stitches on my hand where I can barely or I couldn't bend my hand. This dude, if if you get a boner right after you get you just don't do it. Can't get a boner. That's when you start meditating. You gotta fucking meditate. You're yeah, the, you gotta your control Bible. your emotions. Yeah. You must control your heart rate. You can't get too excited. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's possible at 18 for an 18 year old boy. I don't know, but Nothing I'll tell but you what: boners. if he got through that, he could get through anything. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that Josh Hartnett? Old school, the Josh Hartnett movie. Forty days and forty nights. Forty days and forty nights. He tries to go forty days and forty nights. I remember that. It was set in San Francisco. There, yes, it was. Yeah, and, and like by day thirteen, he like he's just looking at having chicks, a meltdown, and then he's and then it's like fading to their shirts being off. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's just seeing tits and like on a bus, and then like he looks again, and they're just up, and I'm like, and I'm watching that. That's another That's movie a, that I'm thinking in 2020 probably wouldn't have gotten. Oh, he was a good. I'm sorry, I have to rewatch this, but I think Josh Hartnett deserved an job. Oscar. He, he did, did a great good, job. He was like showing all these emotions, and he's going nuts, and then and then I think a uh, spoiler for this 28 year old movie, but I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. There's no way it could have been made today. They she she gets she ends up getting him off by like putting rose petals on him and blowing yeah. the rose petals. I I'm coming in my pants watching it. Was it's, that the chick? Oh gosh, was it the girl from A Knight's Tale? I have what Kieran Knight. 
Knightley? No. I have no idea. It wasn't Keira Knightley. It was let the me, chick from a Nightsdale. Let me look it up here. Let me look it up real quick. And she was also in The Law of Attraction. What's a 40 Days and 40 Nights? 40 yeah, days yeah, yeah. And... She was amazing. I had such a thing for her. I was like, uh, that was one of the early ones where I was just like, oh, I'm straight. It's you perfect. You got 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, who what? are these people? What? Who are these people? Cowards. Um, cowards. Matt Sullivan's last big relationship ended in disaster, and ever since, his heart's been aching, and his commitment's been lacking. Then, then came Len. That time of year when everybody gives something up. That's when Matt decides it's to so go where funny. no it man's gone before. It was based in Catholicism. Yeah, 40 straight days. Uh, that doesn't. So it was released in 2002. It really is 18 years old. Wow. You That's said wild. Though. Well, what was the girl's name? What was her name? I'm, I haven't seen it yet. I'm getting there. But it, it won a Teen Choice Award for. Oh, um, lovely. For chem, no, it was nominated for a Teen Choice Award for uh, chemistry, and it made 95 million in the box office. That was 95 million 18 you years ago. You know why though? Because. Nobody had anything to do back then except yeah. go to the movies. Like that was how I spent my like high school was going to Barnes and Noble, <laughs> Starbucks, oh, and yeah. the movies. Cool touch. That's it. <laughs> right? That's all we did. Shannon Sossaman. No. Shannon Sossaman. Am I messing this up? V Vanessa I Shaw? Maggie Gyllenhaal? Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Maggie I have Gyllenhaal. a mild bit of a vendetta Maggie, against Maggie her. Maggie Gyllenhaal was in it. These are all the people that were in it. 95, yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. If it was Maggie Gyllenhaal, I'm going to have a panic attack because I actually have a, a bit of a bone to pick with her. But there's a lot of, there was a lot of chicks in the movie, so I don't know which one. Anyway, it, uh, the cast. So, um, yeah, Shannon. She was, I thought she was the main one, man. Shannon Sossaman was her name. This is the problem with female leads. They, they're longevity. Was she dark-haired and had a mole right above that, her mouth? That's her, baby. Oh my! Yep, that's her. What's oh. she? What's oh, she doing? She had this crazy witchy way about her. She was very flowy. Can you imagine? She getting, did a lot of this kind of stuff with her arms. It was mesmerizing. Can you imagine getting that role and you're like telling your dad your big break? So it's this guy. He's given up sex for forty days. I mean, it, the movie. The movie had legs. It was a good premise. It was a good premise for a movie. You know, some people mm. give up fish. He's, uh, you know, but if you it just wouldn't have worked today. Like it would. It would. Been, it was an entire movie based around like. Oh, what people now consider is the choice of toxic masculinity. There was like, no, it's a choice. You're making that happen. Well, well, there's that weird no nut November that people try to do. I, oh, I well, never understood. Just, no Who, one believes anybody. It's good not to over jerk off. I want. I was actually looking for a way to 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 weave this into the convo, but I found a porno couple. The girl looks just oh, like they the, work together. Just they don't show their face, so they and they're all and they're French, so they, so you can learn a little French when you watch. Mm. Um, they don't show their face, but the the girl looks like Tasha, face down, and the guy is skinnier than me with a bigger dick. <laughs> okay, so nice. It's like watching a better version of what our sex tape would be because mm. the guy's actually delivering. But it wasn't a pure <laughs> cockleganger for you. No. It wasn't the same. No, but um, I appreciate this guy because I'm like, geez, if that was me, you'd see. Because every way this guy bends, he has abs. Like he's just like really skinny, but, oh. but it looks good on camera. But in real life, he would look like a, you know, sort of like a, a Johnny. Like he would look like a Johnny Depp, not Johnny Depp, but like a uh, a little just wiry. What's the um, yeah, oh, like a Jared Leto kind of guy? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. this guy is packing heat. They're, packing heat. Their names Leo Lulu or Leo Lou or something. Uh, They've got to see that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do, yeah. That guy's got a hog. He's I got a hog. I try not to look. But <laughs> um, but then but then they threw a curveball because they started uh, they they invited a girl in into the action. But Ooh, the girl. But did they show her face? That's rude. No, they actually. But th that's the thing. They'll like not show their uh, like chin bone, their cheekbone up, and then the next shot it'll be like their 
cheekbone down, and you're like, we know who the fuck you and are. Like, je ne sais pas. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I try so much, but did not blur that. I do not understand how to frame. I'm very busy. Look at me. I'm perspiring. They I'm are busy. They're busy button. fucking. They fuck a lot. Absolutely, it's the business. And um, but they brought this other girl in, and they blurred out her face. And that other girl, they they both fingered her, but no one fucked her. So they, they clearly oh, had rules. stayed pure. They but had then, a thing going on. But then this thing would. But then what would happen is then the guy starts fucking his normal girl, and like the th- the third wheel is like fingering herself because she's like kind of like bored. waiting for the tip, like hanging out. She's like, swiping on Tinder. She's just hanging out, and she doesn't. And I'm like, and then my codependency is like, I feel bad for. Like if I was the camera guy, I'd be like, so are you going home for the holidays? <laughs> but she's just <laughs> hanging out, finger blasting herself, like she got like they forgot she was there. She's like. Vul, 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 vul. It was really a 2.5. Yeah, but clearly, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I've been, you know, when the times where I've been trying to introduce Tasha to You're interested in a you sit by yourself while yeah, we do this, while we have uh, we have alone time? Tasha would be that girl who's like, I'm just pleasuring myself. Fuck you guys. I don't That's it. nice to but know. They, um, <laughs> they, uh, strange. Yeah, it is strange, but um, I'm I think I'm okay with it. I think it's fine. And I, I but know, good uh, for them. They're doing. They're pursuing a dream. Yeah, well, they're like they seem to like really like seriously. You know, there's a lot of soulless porn. Yeah, out well, there. and when they break up, that's gonna that's gonna destroy that man because yeah. he's gonna be able to go back and watch it, and he's never gonna recover. Yeah, he's but- never gonna like she. That is a prenup right there. That video, those videos where there is a prenuptial agreement because if that ever ends. There's no way he's going to be able to stop himself from going back and looking at... Because if you look at old photos of a girlfriend, if you can... You have video evidence of you making her come nine times. Isn't that weird that... You're not going to be like, I was the man, and I miss her a lot. If you leak that, you go to jail. That's revenge porn. But it's porn that they created together. So exactly. I, I wonder if they're... Are you allowed to take porn to have porn taken down if you created it, if you're a co-creator? That's literally the whole point. Two people are involved in porn every time, babe. Yeah, but I'm saying, what if, what Not if, what if they break up and they've got millions of followers plus us two? It like, uh, what if could one of them have it taken down? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like mm. that. Anyway, maybe they have broken up. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't because it's crazy money. But we knew a girl. Do you think there's like a People magazine for them? There's probably like a version of like a like they're like the Brangelina of like the. They are for sure the Brangelina. I don't. I don't. Uh, I am a surface level like. Uh, uh, honestly, it's. One of the other than like the celebrity porn people like Ashley Black, right? Oh, but that'd only, be a nice celebrity because it's like I don't care about your kids. I don't know any <laughs> porn people. We had we had a porn uh, we had a, a um a porn actress. What do you call a porn star? Porn star? I hate to say star because like come on, but we had a porn star on uh, before and like I didn't I wouldn't have known who she was beforehand. You know what I mean? But like but like uh, in in France, I think they're in Europe in general they're more open with their sexuality. Mm. Where I, I don't think these people care. I don't even think they they care so much to blur their faces out. I just think it's become the. And, well, it's interesting. I mean, like girls like that in that position, I would imagine in the porn industry, even like stripping and stuff like that. I mean, if you're a comic, you end up meeting strippers. There's a lot of shows that are involved, like in strip clubs. And a lot of them tour. They're like touring comedians. They'll go from city to city, and they have like their fan base. And it's probably like being a rock star, except everyone's a groupie. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. They, I, they do have. I think it's called VPN video. So, uh, por- it's like the porn awards. VPN, 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Greg Fitzsimmons did. He was like he did a thing for those awards. Like he did yeah, a comedy I think, uh, thing. Kate Quigley is a comic. She hosted them a few years ago. She was on our podcast a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, I mean, but... uh, when you're a big deal in porn, you're a big deal in porn, and yeah, you can go on tour just like you know strippers go down to Florida for the weekend yeah. or whatever. Like absolutely, you go on tour and people come out to. That's see probably you so aggressive. I mean, like think about like rock stars, like even like heyday rock stars. They're having to deal with at most fifteen to twenty groupies per show, if yeah. they're really killing it. But these porn stars are strippers and stuff that are on tour, and they're touring uh, stars. Well, <laughs> they have to deal with every everyone's a groupie. It's it. What, it's interesting because like Mia Khalifa, I I don't know if this is true, but oh, I would just said she made like three thousand dollars or something. Yeah, crazy. She, her whole porn career was only like in a six month window. But but that was a hard working girl. <laughs> Holy cow, she did that in six yeah, months. She showed up for work for what sure. A soldier. And uh, but yeah, it's all the money's made in the, on the production end. What's the matter, Tasha? You're all I'm tangled untangling. up. You're untangling. Okay, okay. We're uh, is it? Are you enjoying your drink here? Yeah. Do you feel buzzed? Feeling okay? Yeah, I feel good. No, I that. You're that just spinning. Sort of stuff. You, you're not just spinning from the Lyme disease. That's it. <laughs> that sort of I stuff. I think I feel a little arrested. <laughs> that, uh, that Mia uh, Khalifa is pretty tragic, though. I mean, uh, yeah. it really is. It's fucked up how predatory. Like, you know, oh, the girl absolutely. that we had on the podcast, she uh, is Breen. really into like women empowerment, and she does like women female directed porn. Like, you know. Th- there, there's a way and there's definitely a movement happening in porn for like women to take back control of production, take mm. back control of their profits, you know, because traditionally porn, like there's only been like a few sites. Those people make all the money. You get a small cut, your fee for doing the video. It's all non-union. Time. You get the hundred, you get a thousand bucks and they, they'll make money. They'll put it into 15 different bang buster videos. Or oh, whatever. they're not, uh, they're not SAG. You know, this is not a Screen Actors okay. Guild. This uh-huh. is, uh, they w- will be sagging. I'm new, uh, I'm new. I'm no, well, yeah, but the sag their comes, titties, but, definitely uh, changes the target out. audience when, once you cross that line. Sag, I like sag porn. Yeah, I like sag porn. It's all in black and white. It's oh, very you, interesting. Oh, you respect unions? No, not the guild. I just like a good old, old person porn. <laughs> just in the background. <laughs> There's some comics, like you mentioned, that like are former porn stars, like in their 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah. I, I, know, I, and it's, fun, it's fun to hear them talk about it. I did a know. show last week with this girl. Gosh, I forgot got her name but she uh she was a play playgirl and like her whole set was about how now she just has to sell pictures of her feet like she really narrowed it down yeah you know it's interesting because with today's world we talked about only fans we had a, a low a low marie on our podcast she's a friend of ours from a few weeks ago and she was debating whether or not to do um only fans because she's done topless photography and things like that but she's she's not gonna do porn, but she's also like, my body, I should sell it. Mm. She signs up for an OnlyFans this past week. Did you see this on her on her Instagram? No. Everyone who's listening knows because they heard her podcast, whether she's been on the podcast a few times. Cute girl, by the way. We should set you up. Uh, she, uh, she's, uh, right, she's got, she's, uh, she, they'd, be, they'd be a good little blonde couple, right? Yeah, but I don't think she's dating anyone right now. That's, Seems like she's dating herself. I've yeah. seen some of her work. I'm just kidding. I'm just I, don't, I don't know anything about it. Anyway, she's... <laughs> Because she's in your age, she's in there. She's mid twenties, right? Anyway, uh, she signs up for OnlyFans, gets like five hundred dollars the first week, and and these are subscribers that are probably going to come monthly, and becomes in the top thirteen percent of OnlyFans. I don't know if that's something they tell you, but anyway, the point is, folks, join our Patreon. I'll sell my feet photos. It's nice. Uh, I announced yesterday. I I just launched my Only Haters. I so, saw that. I yep. saw that. Only Haters is coming out. If you want to just sling some hate, uh, just watch my stuff. It makes you feel anything. Uh, really, really like, oh, this guy was way funnier on Tinder or just whatever. 
Oh, sorry. We got to fucking hear that. Yeah, we picked up oh, yeah. somebody's radio. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. What's touching it? No, it's gone. It's some, that was a fucking Mexican radio station. No, that was a distressed, like a distress call. Yeah, that was, was the Black Mirror episode. Down. We were just like, no, nah, we're podcasting, dude. And he's like <laughs> drowning busy. in a river. That would be so so sad if he's like trying to find a runway to land on, but instead <laughs> he hears us talking about OnlyFans. Oh, I, <laughs> I like the idea of the Only Haters, too. Because I was just like, if you, you know, you follow my unobtainium level subscription, I'll live stream some stuff that, you know, would play into the type. I can, you know, just work on a coloring book or just fail at simple math. I like that. Yeah. I'd subscribe. I think you would be a good you would be a good guy for like a girl to pay to be your the new guy to make another guy jealous. Does that make sense? Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, that's a good that should be like a like a thing. It is. Uh, do you remember that movie? Good luck, Chuck. Yes, I have a little bit of that syndrome. So it's like of my of my ex girlfriends. I think four or five of them are now either married or engaged to NFL players. Interesting. Yeah. It was yeah. a weird thing. So what? You're the springboard. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, but I, it's nice though. It does feel like you're still on the springboard on the way up. I don't feel like the branch that she grabs right before she hits rock bottom. So that's a nice thing. <laughs> no, but that's a good, that, by the way, I never, I always mentioned the sunset. We, I totally blew past it today. We didn't even, we didn't even mention the We were the just sunset. having, so, we were having so we much were having fun. so man. much fun, but the sun has set for our audio only listeners. If it makes you feel any better, I was watching it reflect in your eyes. Thank you. Yeah. We, we try to look good in the sunset. We get that good golden hour look. We, uh, it makes us look a little bit younger. That nice good. yellow tint to us. This camera angle is going to be great because I had my legs crossed. So people on the, on the oh, YouTube, yeah. you're going to get a good look at the, the black bottoms of my feet. I, no, dirty I, hippie feet. I punched right in on you. I got the, yeah, no, you're, you look good. You got, got be- those, hey, McConaughey feet, man. We're just out here just hanging out. We got some fucking strawberry drinks or would, whatever. You, would, you, would you be the, you're, you're a no shoes, no shirt, no problem type of guy. Absolutely, brother. You know, yeah. you mean a pretty good under Kilgore texture I'm from, you know, we'll just take it all off, have a good time. So the ladies are all wet now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Watch out, there's a flash flood warning in your area. So Lay you down date, some sandbags. you date girls that then uh, date NFL Move on guys. to bigger and but better that things. Means yeah. That's a good projection for you because once you get to your career success, the, like you've already been validated by you at that level. You know, you've got yeah. that sort of... I was lucky early on to be validated in that area of my life because a lot of times guys will be their whole life dominated by the idea of like attracting women and doing stuff. And if you're fairly successful in college or you have a good experience, I you know, dated... Uh, for a year, very, very gorgeous girl. She was Miss Tennessee, lovely person. Then you get that out of your system. You're like, okay, I guess I can just be a person now. I guess I can just that's live, gotta you be live a, your life. That's got to be a lot to manage her being a Miss Tennessee. It was strange. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Because usually the Miss Tennessee is dating like the, you know, Tennessee QB or whatever. Who's, who's the one? He is actually, on, I think, on the Bengals. He's the backup quarterback now, but he was like, he was a starting quarterback for Alabama. His his girlfriend, or I think now they're married or whatever, was like Miss Alabama. Like, it's a yeah. whole, I don't know, man. Southern pipeline. The girls were all about the track dudes. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a hair throw. I was gone literally Wednesday to Sunday most weeks, and it was just a nice little. So what's your, um? but like, what's your, what's your move? Like, what's, what's, uh. What would be your thing? Is it now just stand up where you meet girls? Or you just like- have to be a person. I mean, I've gotten to the point in my life where it's not a driving force in anything that I'm doing. It's nice to not have to worry about it. I mean, I'm, you know, 27. I, you grow up in the South, you see so many people get married super young, like very young, like 21, 22, and then they're just miserable. Miserable. So, yeah. And it's when you. It, it's, a, it's a priority issue, right? That Maslow's, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. 
it's that early level, that base when you're, you know, you're horny and you're 18, you go like, all right, once I get all this figured out, then I'm going to be happy. That's like, it can't be the motivation. Motivation is just have fun doing what you want to do. And if you are a genuine person and you're enjoying yourself, people hang out around you. That's when you meet cool people. You're absolutely right. And again, to, to make this a gender thing, because women are the pickers, I wonder, like Tasha, like I don't, I don't think, like we, women can always be picky in a, an attractive woman or something, you know, you're being you're sort of targeted from a young age, right? Like you're kind of sexualized. We got a hawk flying overhead though. That's pretty cool right up there. Oh. It's like to point out random nature. We have a hawk over here. There's a- That's pretty neat. I'm trying to talk to you and a giant hawk's coming my way. This fucking raptor of prey is just coming my way. Talent. Excuse me, talent's route. Anyway, I'm choking on um, this rum Malibu here. Rum. But But for guys, you do, you, you sort of, and again- whether it's a toxic masculinity thing, whether it's whether it's this predatory uh, thing, or if it's just a natural innate DNA procreate, mm. get get spread your seed because there is some DNA to that. But you're kind of taught from an early age to like spread your seed or just keep on dating, meet new ones, get a hot or this, get a that. And at at some point, you go, I you will never be satisfied continuing to find new things to fuck. No, I mean it. it without uh was it apropos trying to find a god-shaped hole yeah like something like that yeah. right it's just you can't when you when that's your value system you're really gonna have a hard time because people are very fine-tuned to bullshit like people can like say what you will if you meet up someone with a high iq somebody that can intuit some of your past just by a couple minutes of conversation with you if that's your main driver that's going to be blatantly obvious you see those guys that's why there's stereotypes there's why there's jock dudes that night at the roxbury just twitch and just come coming out of their eyes like somebody <laughs> like that you know it, it's uh, when you can peg somebody like yeah, if you, you know somebody's it, yeah a mile, a but mile away it, when you see like, them yeah. coming you're like when you see somebody on time. the street and you're like this guy's about to ask me for ten dollars like it's just <laughs> something like that that little and you just have to get out of there it, and it's ugh, it's weird and disingenuous and people you got to give people more credit and it's a hard thing to describe but that feeling of going to a bar you know i haven't i haven't been single since since i was your age but going oh. to a bar hanging out on your back on, on your heels not being overly aggressive not being needy that you need them to respond you're going to get blown off by one chick and then a hotter chick's going to come up and see you laughing with your boys and be into you or whatever it is or someone who you would normally fall in love with is having a bad day and she's like when i met tasha she was having a bad day right you would you didn't give me the time of the day and i i kind of barreled through because i was like ah, i'm having fun i don't care i did That's not nice to i wasn't you barreled trying through to her bad day i'm I, so sorry yeah she was having a bad we were on a job together so she barreled through oh. a bad day and I was like, oh, I'll just fuck around and talk to you and be stupid and funny. And it's kind of described our whole relationship, really. <laughs> like, oh, you're having a bad day? I'll still chum around with you. I'm sure you'll get over it. And uh, make just her- Just falls in the living room, <laughs> yeah. just setting up bananas and stuff. But that's it. And it's like, in, you know, like in when you go out to meet people, you, you, desperation, it's an intuition that women have because they see it as clear as you see a color. Yeah. They see a guy who hasn't been laid in a long time. And they're just vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your sign? So like, what do you do? You know, yeah. just yeah, they know it. So or, what are you into? Or like, you know, we've been watching Amazing Race because for whatever reason we decided to just start watching old because reality. of that movie. Oh, which which race which race won? Which which movie were we watching? We were watching the one with uh, Kumal Nanyanji or whatever. He has a movie out called Lovebirds. It's actually really good. And um and in that they they were talking about the Amazing Race. And I was like, we should watch this. They we had never seen it. I was like, yeah, they want they always win. They used to always win Emmys for it. I know nothing about it. Me neither. So I googled it. And I was like. 
like, what's the best season to watch? And they said season five. And so then sure enough, we see season five and it looks like we're watching, you know, like some, some fucking Bigfoot oh, wow. footage. Even I mean, though it was 2003, it was like square. The oh, wow. Ratio. And it was actually just the different races competing against each other. Yeah, that's all it was back in the day. The whites, they really were. Uh, <laughs> the amazing race. Living this large. year, Latinas. Yeah. And uh, and it was a, it was still a good show. Latinx, Latinos, whatever. Ugh, that's a whole nother thing I've. Yeah, um, let's, uh, let's keep talking no, about that's races. That's a whole nother thing where that's I'm too old. Simple. Latinx, it doesn't flow like Latina, Latino. Like, sure, yes, but like, come on. Latinx sounds like you need a prescription. Well, the whole Latin culture is built on gender as a language. But it's is a whole that thing. something that yeah. people say, or is it only written? <gasps> Are people going to start gendering like L and law and like Spanish, like za, like like? That's what I don't know. And I, I'm uh, not like the old guy that's like, well, it's gone too far. But it's like, I'll understand what I can understand. But I'm, I'm having a hard time. But anyway, yeah. So as long what, as you tell me, what, I'm what was cool. The point don't expect of what, me to why know. I was talking about Amazing Race. No idea. Oh, you said it was so weird and uh, like antiquated because it was like 2003, <laughs> like those square frame. I had another point, but as long as... Oh, there's a guy on it. So then we went from season five to like 29. We just jumped. Okay. Now there's like, you know, you know, there's drone footage. And I mean, back in season five, you know, they didn't have like Twitter, right? They were just living large. And now everything's a hashtag. So we're watching this new season and this girl, a uh, good looking uh, blonde chick, she gets paired with this weird guy. He's just a weird dude. They... they Barely, they they lasted longer than they should have because their communication was awful. He was probably sort of on the spectrum. Spectrum. He was kind of just like a tech guy, ner- numbers. So they just, pair you up with a stranger. Yeah, that's uh, a only, new twist on oh, this oh, particular season. Okay. Right, only on this season. So some people were like super mesh, and it was cool to see the psychology of it all because they they really just couldn't coexist. And if that guy approached any girl at a bar, chances are the girl's gonna be like creeped Do you think out. that that was in the casting process? They were like, ooh, this one's weird. Throw him we in there. We couldn't find out why he would have made it other than maybe they just wanted a weird They were just guy. Like, like wild card. Yeah. I think there probably definitely was that aspect of just like production the same way that they produced The Bachelor. But there's like, like, okay, like, let's throw a couple like... But everyone's got a cool skill. There's firemen, there's like a military guy with one leg. He's, like a, he's like a key grip for a show that was across the way. They were <laughs> like, get that guy. He's out there smoking a cigarettes. key get grip <laughs> would have been better than this guy. Yeah. This guy was just a computer guy. He had no livable skills. He couldn't. No, he couldn't he read was, a map. Well, he couldn't he, do anything. But he was confident and driven. I think he's probably a very smart guy. But he was probably one of those guys that like we hated him. We hated him. And, and yeah. the whole do show. Remember, do you remember being in school <laughs> and like doing a group project and somebody like what just takes charge and wants to manage everything and won't okay. let anybody participate? That was not me once. <laughs> that was him. He, oh, okay. he like, wouldn't let you participate. He like wanted to manage everything himself. Oh, that seems like really fun television. But there's yeah. a there's a thing you can do called a U-turn. We gotta go. The the sun's gone here. But there's a thing called a U-turn, which you, it basically sends the other team to like the back of the line. It, pre- it pretty much guarantees they're gonna lose. And okay. everyone on the show. Everyone Teamed on the show up. conspired to get this guy off. And they don't even have to deal with him. He's like in separate cars, but they still didn't like him that much. And they even said, they were like, you know, because from one, you know, you go from one race to the other, you get to the final part, then maybe you take a cruise ship to the next thing. And they're all drinking, have, everyone's having fun. And they just were creeped out by this guy. They're like, get him out. He's not, he's not like, you know, one of us. Mm. And it was like crazy to see that. Cause you're like, everyone man. just turning on him, like white blood cells, just like enveloping around him. And it him. sucked because they weren't turning on him because he was an asshole. They just didn't like him. They yeah, that's fair. Like and it's sort of, you don't have to like everybody. That's a totally fair. But yeah. I guess it's from season to season, and they're what, on like 30 now? Yeah. You just have to find a way to raise the stakes. Like next season, it's going to be like, everyone's got a gun with one bullet. And it's just, <laughs> like, it's just something you're going to have to keep in the back of your head. Dude, this is like 
uh, ninth year of being in the pandemic, we're watching Amazing Race. Like, there's so much other. Like, we could be watching Breaking Bad. There's a. We've never watched The Wire. There's so many amazing shows. We I haven't watch. watched The Wire either. But, I think that's good. I think it's good that none but, of us have. But instead, we're just like kind of just living this basic ass CBS life that I've always made fun of. And again, it is not good TV, but it's kind of cool. There's moments. I mean, I haven't cried yet watching it, but you know, there's there's something about watching the human element and the psychology of it all that's interesting. But it's also I was thinking if I was in a bunker, what type of TV show, what t- like if you were in a bunker, 10 years, 10 years in a bunker, what TV show would you watch? You only get one. But uh, no, like so you could you could no, you don't want to pick like uh the UK's version of The Office is only like six episodes, right? You want to pick something with yeah. longevity. So, like, what would you, you know? I like one of those long-standing '90s, maybe like Seinfeld, oh, there or, you go. or even, you know, I had some weird parent, like maybe even Frasier, something with like six or se- like seven to nine seasons, something syndicated. You want to have something you could watch five times, exactly, and something where each episode is separate enough to where you're not just having to follow a, a strict storyline. There's I, some, there's enough of uh, of a, a give and take. I always said Lost would be good for that because I really enjoy Lost, and there's a lot of little cookies. But also, I, I thought Law and Order. Uh, yeah, has there's like just 20, ten million episodes, twenty two seasons. Yeah, but but now I'm saying. Now I'm saying you got Amazing Race has like 35 seasons. No, so like 31, it, I think. 31 seasons plus, uh, so there's got to be like, I don't know, I don't know how many, 500 episodes, how many, 30 to 600 episodes? Whatever it is, that's what I'm picking if I get stuck in the bunker. I'm just going to watch the second <laughs> season of you with Chris D'Elia. That's all I'm going to watch. <laughs> just gonna hang the out. whole time I'm going to watch it over and over again. I think... Well, I got these crazy like legs, dude. I don't know what's going on. Did dude, I do that? I'm sorry. I wouldn't, I don't know if I could stand hanging out with him. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot. That's a lot. a lot of energy. I was just looking at my phone and everything started blowing up, dude. Too soon? Is it too soon? How does it feel perfecting someone's accent and then they get canceled? I only learned that afterwards. <laughs> I saw. I always saw Chris D'Elia and there was like, you know, I hate when, I think Bill Burr was talking about that this week on some other podcast, like when comics, like someone will get me too'd or something and comics will use it as an excuse to just let out that they never liked their act anyway. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just be like, oh, he was terrible. And they're like virtue signal on the horrible thing that he did and rightly so and then it always pivots into dude his netflix special wasn't even funny man look like, that guy right. can crush in person yeah, if you can crush in a room now, sometimes you know your netflix special whatever you you know you got to make one a year if you're making that cash yeah. i don't know but that dude can crush in a room um we got to get out of here we're, we're out of sunlight uh how can people find you to promote your stuff oh yeah yeah you can find me on instagram uh nathan low l-o-e underscore uh i don't really use facebook that's not my thing more youtube stuff coming out uh that'll be under nathan low you'll expect to see that in the next month or so doing a lot more filming and like sketches and stuff everybody yeah, in la is yeah, doing you that were in, uh, you were in steven briggs sketch yeah we yeah, just yeah. Had I, was a, on I was a cop two episodes ago and you played uh the asshole cop right yeah they gave me uh well i think he was misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> but i got a completely legit LAPD cop uniform for that like the Ooh. whole the baton swivel we were and talking everything about this the day we met because i was like you know you got to wear your jacket inside out so when you're not filming so they know you're not a cop i was in an like, alley there were like cars <laughs> pulling up and they would stop like they didn't know what to do and i finally i just had to like wave them through <laughs> And, uh, oh, the amount of arrogance that washed over me immediately, like my brow furrowed and my. You get oh. like a walk. You get one of those sticks that you start twirling. Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't stomping a, around a, a with British, your arms crossed. You're like a British yeah. cop now. Yeah, I was having fun. I was filming a comedy sketch, like one of the most my favorite things to do in the world. But for some reason, when the car was going, like, just go, just go. Like I felt weird and angry for no reason at all. <laughs> I was like, come on, let's get it going. You just got like the white gloves. Yeah, I think it's just because those belts are like seventy pounds. Yes. And it's hot. 
Yeah. yeah, they're just sweaty and annoyed. Yeah, they, I mean, who else? Who's gonna make? You have to keep your shirt tucked in in 2020. Come on. Well, listen, if anyone needs to hire any cops, sexy or otherwise, Nathan's got you covered. <laughs> thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for uh, you know, welcome, oh, for welcome to me. Los Angeles, and we'll we'll get the blender out next time you're uh, on Absolutely, the show, right, baby? All right, this was the podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. I never prepared the. All right, folks, there it is, as they say. I always say there it is, as if you didn't just listen to it. Thank you so much for uh, listening to this podcast. And uh, if you could, if you want to leave a comment, go to the YouTube, leave a comment, and uh, support all that other videos, all the stuff we have out there. You know, we're investing all of our extra energy and bandwidth into the YouTube. Three cameras set up. I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to color correct. I mean, we're really trying to make it happen. We're doing these episodes as we watch the sunset. It really has been a blessing. I don't want to ramble on too long, but I do appreciate all of your support. And if you have it within you, go out there and check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. And if you don't have the funds, we totally get it. No worries. The free thing you can do is share it with your friends. Find a friend you love. Share it on the messenger. Share it on your Instagram stories. Whatever you want to do, tag us on Instagram at the.sap. And uh, again, we appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. The S-A-P.